Some areas of our country are doing very well, others are doing less well. It will probably, unfortunately, get worse before it gets better. From this evening, I must give the British people a very simple instruction. You must stay at home. We can no longer, from today onwards, be proud. We can no longer sit back and remain silent on the senseless, unlawful killings, sly racism of another human being based only on what? Their skin colour. We are worried that um, the Chinese Communist Party make use of the evil law to further suppress Hong Kong people. This is all wrong. I shouldn't be up here. I should be back in school on the other side of the ocean. Yet, you all come to us young people for hope. How dare you? Hi everyone, and welcome to Where We Are with Nina Zoe Porter. Your breakdown of all the key events in the world from the past seven days, all in one bite-sized podcast. For today's episode, here's what happened in the world this week. This week, North Korea's leader Kim Jong-un issued a rare personal apology for the killing of a South Korean official. South Korea reported on Thursday that a 47-year-old man was found by troops floating in the North's waters. The man was a father of two who worked for the fisheries department. It was reported that he was on his patrol boat about 10 kilometres from the border of the north near the island of Yongpyeon when he first disappeared on Monday. South Korean media said a North Korean patrol boat found the man, put gas masks on and questioned him from a distance before orders from a superior authority came in that the man be killed. It was reported that the man had entered North Korean waters and then failed to reveal his identity and tried to flee. According to Seoul, the man was shot dead and his body was set alight. In an investigation report given to South Korea by the North, it said 10 shots were fired at the man. However, the North insisted that it had not burned the man's body, but rather the floating material that was carrying him. The killing was the first recorded death of a South Korean citizen by North Korean forces in a decade. And as a result, it has caused outrage in the South. South Korean officials have stated this may have tarnished border relations. According to South Korea's presidential office, also known as the Blue House, the apology came in the form of a letter sent to President Moon. And next. The world needs a global ceasefire to stop all hot conflicts. But at the same time, we must do everything to avoid a new Cold War. We are moving in a very dangerous direction. Our world cannot afford a future where the two largest economies split the globe in a great fracture, each with its own trade and financial rules and internet and artificial intelligence capacity. Over this past year, tensions have been high between the US and China on a number of fronts, including trade, technology, Hong Kong and China's treatment of Muslim minorities in the Xinjiang province. However, this week, 
Tensions between the US and China came to the forefront of the annual UN General Assembly in New York, with US President Donald Trump blaming China for the spread of coronavirus. He called for the country to be held accountable for the pandemic. China condemned my travel ban on their country, even as they canceled domestic flights and locked citizens in their homes. The Chinese government and the World Health Organization, which is virtually controlled by China, falsely declared that there was no evidence of human-to-human -human transmission. Later, they falsely said people without symptoms would not spread the disease. The United Nations must hold China accountable for their actions. This year's summit at New York is largely being held virtually, with world leaders providing pre-recorded speeches. President Trump, whose own record on coronavirus is under close scrutiny as the US heads towards elections, has frequently accused Beijing of covering up the virus, saying they could have stopped the disease spreading. Earlier on this year, he also went as far as criticising the UN's World Health Organization, saying the international body is virtually controlled by China. As we pursue this bright future, we must hold accountable the nation which unleashed this plague onto the world, China. In the earliest days of the virus, China locked down travel domestically while allowing flights to leave China and infect the world. However, China has called the attacks an unfounded distraction. Chinese President Xi Jinping warned of the risks of a clash of civilizations although he said his country had no intention to enter a Cold War with any country. He acknowledged that the ties between the two world powers are strained on a number of fronts. The UN Assembly was opened by UN Secretary-General Antonio Guterres, who, without naming China or the US, warned we must do everything to avoid a new Cold War. And finally, I think what's really important is that we look beyond the, the headlines that we're seeing. Of course, um, there, there's some really terrible things that are happening and, and there's no question that the financial institutions can do better in terms of their, their compliance. Um, but I think we need to look at the bigger picture too. So there's a lot, a lot more stakeholders that are part of this entire process. Um, and I think if we looked close enough, there's, there's weaknesses in each of those links. Um, and really, I suppose, in, in, until we close off the, those weaknesses, we're not really going to get to a place where we're adequately addressing financial crime issues. This week, it was reported through leaked documents that one of Vladimir Putin's closest friends, Arkady Rottenberg, may have used Barclays Bank in London to launder money and dodge sanctions. The documents, known as the FinCEN files, reported suspicious transactions carried out through London-based Barclays Bank by the Russian businessmen Arkady and Boris Rottenberg. However, the Russian billionaire, Mr Rottenberg, denied the allegations and called it nothing more than nonsense. And Barclays says it's met all its legal and regulatory duties. In 2014, sanctions were imposed on Mr Rottenberg by the US and the EU, which means Western banks could face serious consequences for doing business with him. Currently, an investigation led by 108 international media outlets from 88 countries has claimed leaked documents involving about $2 trillion of transactions have revealed how some of the world's biggest banks have allowed criminals to move dirty money around the world. These are the biggest banks in America, the biggest banks in Europe, that seem to be making a lot of profit from handling 
dirty money that they know is potentially dirty. The investigation is based on thousands of suspicious activity reports submitted to the US Treasury Department's Financial Law Enforcement Agency, FinCEN, by banks from around the world. The investigation also names other Russian tycoons close to the Kremlin, including Oleg Deripaska and Alisha Usmanov. Although a definitive answer is yet to be given, the investigation continues to seek evidence of these allegations. So, you're all caught up. That's where we are in the world this week. Be sure to listen next week to stay up to date on the latest news around the world. Search Where We Are with Nina Porter on all podcast platforms and subscribe today to get new episodes first. Music